Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Dawn Apologizing Podcast. I am your host, Tammy Sassone, and I recorded this morning with Sarah Durham Wilson, also known on Instagram as the Mother Spirit. And this woman is the mother of the archetypal maiden to mother movement. She midwives women from the wounded patriarchalized feminine across the bridges to the archetypal mother or the mature feminine. Sarah shared just such a beautiful story today that just cracked me open, a story of knowing, a story of trusting, a story of surrender, and what's possible when we actually go within to look for the blueprint instead of looking around. This is such a a story of possibility, of trust, of hope, and just rawness. And what I just love so much about Sarah is just her raw, unhinged humanity. And I'm just so excited to to share this conversation with you. And I cannot wait to hear what what moves for you, what lands for you um, in this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? You know, in these crazy Ooh. times and I, I've, I've like, I'm kind of done with how you're doing, to be honest. Like, yeah. like, like, what are some new, what are some new ways in, you know, like, um, what are you going through right now? Or like, <laughs> how's you, yeah. like, at what level of heartbreak are you at? Like one to 10 or... <laughs> Yeah, like how's your heart? How's your yeah. heart deeply? Have you been through your resurrection yet? Or are you still in the coffin? You know, like, um, how's my heart? That's a good question. I just went through a breakup. Mm. So I don't think it mattered as much to him. Um, yeah. But it mattered to me. Because um, I don't do anything half-assed or half-hearted, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I say to my mother, my mother coven, like we go full ass, you know, no half ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in, I went in, like I got naked and I jumped in and I, I gave it my all. And that was not what that person was doing. The other person wasn't doing that. And I feel no shame for that. I feel like deep pride in that. Yeah. So um, it's different, like because of the mother work, um, like my wounded maiden like would still be in bed, you know, after that breakup. Cause it just happened last week, but I gave myself a week of like French fries and crying as much as I can as a solo mom and like going through the waves and understanding it was grief and honoring it that way and really honoring the pain. Yeah. And then there's always a day cause like, you, you know, as these, energetic beings, especially as creatrix, as archetypal mother, I was like, you know, what am I, as I wanted to honor it with like the death energy that was moving through my body. And then at one point I was like, okay, I'm ready for the life energy again. I'm ready for the creation energy again. So I moved through it, you know, it was, it was a three month relationship. So it wasn't like, you know, you were, you weren't completely entangled and totally, it wasn't like losing a limb or anything, which yeah. sometimes it is. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really like the mother work got me through. I held my little maiden through it and she's, I'm who she needed, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, my heart is on the mend. Well, thank you for bringing your mending heart in. And, you know, and I think it's so powerful to also just normalize and thank you for just normalizing that. Even if it was three months, you went full ass in and it's okay to hurt. Like there's nothing sort of in the mother that, that, that if it hurts, it hurts and it needs to be okay that it hurts without any shame because yeah. it's what a beautiful thing that you opened your heart. Yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, I hadn't dated anyone since my daughter's father and that was an abusive relationship. So I hadn't in four years let anyone yeah. near me. I'm so proud of myself, you know, um, mm -hmm. for getting back in, um, yeah. for opening back up. And if that, if that's all it was, that's not, that's not nothing, you know? So um, now I'm back in it, you know, I'm back in, in opening to love and wanting that and attracting that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I remember like after a five year, like massive, like when my ex fiance and I broke up right before our wedding, like 
there was like, you know, and I was still, you know, sleepwalking and trying to do everything the way my culture told me to do it, which was get over it, you know, um, and that there was a timeline on how long you could not be okay. Yeah. Um, and there was no grief process. There was just drugs and alcohol and other men, you know? Um, and so, and I was a tabloid, like I was a magazine writer back then. Um, like I, I used to work for like Rolling Stone and Vanity Fair. And then like, it, I ended up like working for like people.com and stuff. And I remember like writing about breakups as if they were like, you know, as, as vultures of the culture, like, Ooh, just popcorn, you know? And then like going through that breakup and being like, holy shit, this is a death. Yeah. And how dare we like eat our popcorn and watch other people's death like this. And I remember just stop, like, that was the last I did that. I was like, you know, I, I, it was such a, like a depersonalization of celebrities um, that I had been in and, and of ourselves, like ripping our humanity out. So yeah, like it's a death, you know, like, cause all these dreams are born in a love that die with that love, you know, we right. need to honor that, to grieve that. Yeah, often that the letting go is not only the person, but it's the life that we attach to it, the dreams and, and the hopes. And, and you're grieving this this literal death of what was going to be that you, be. yeah. Well, you were oriented towards. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember when I sort of realized that we weren't going to work and like I had dreams of just like uh, that I was lying in a city and all these like towers were crumbling around me and it was what we had built just like walls shattering and falling, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that feeling so well. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just watch this life that you thought just it's it's gone. Yeah. And then here All you are the just floating in the air. Yeah. Here you are. No ground yeah. beneath your feet, just the air in your lungs. Yeah. Wow. And right in a culture that is so grief phobic that teaches us to wear these badges of honors, right? As women, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just moving on. I'm not going to feel it. It's like, then we just feel heavy and it's like, you know, I'm fine. It's all good. I don't, I don't care. You know? Yeah. He's an asshole, whatever, yeah. you know? No, it's and then not it's like reinforced that. culturally, you know? Yeah. He's an asshole. You know, you deserve better. No response, you know, like there's no responsibility anywhere. No one has, no one's responsible. <laughs> Actually, there was like so much on my end to unpack. Yeah. You know, yes. Right. You know, we lose, we lose out when it, when yeah. we go there, when we avoid the grief, when we don't ever say like, what was mine here? And so that brings me into the mother journey that, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, you know, you referenced and, and there's so much there, but you know, the mother journey, why, how did you know for you that it was like the mother journey that was going to give you your life back? Mm. You mean when I start, when I, like when I started the work four years yeah. ago? Like when you started getting that calling and we can, cause I think, I don't know, I'm guessing that you went through various maybe versions of like, there's something wrong. What's wrong. Right. And then you mm -hmm. land on this thing and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. This is it. This, you know? is, not, this is my wound. Yeah. So I talked to my women about, um, you know, the, the, the Saturn return where, I had like a year, like after my fiance, who I, you know, I'm now dear friends with, I, you know, that's maturity for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> um, so grateful for that. Um, but um, when he left, um, I, I spent a year of just like suicidal kind of behavior and like, just, oh my God, the wine and the pills and the, you know, just, I was a ghost. Um, um, and uh when the awakening happened, like after like probably the most dangerous night of that year, um, which is a whole other story, how that awakening happened. Um, you know, I, I met the goddess for the first time, which as a child, I'd, I'd come in knowing yeah. something was desperately missing from our culture and it was her. So that missing piece made finally made my life make sense, but it didn't make it like any easier or didn't help with my depression that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, and um, so I went on to do like, you know, a lot of witch work and priestess work, but I was still fucking miserable. Like I was still miserable and very unfulfilled. Um, and then I I went into a deep, and so then my abusive relationship happened with the shaman, with the shaman in Peru. Um, and I stopped work, working completely. Like I was not, I was, as someone in an abusive relationship, like you're not in a safe space to hold 
any space for anybody else. Right. Like you're completely unsafe. And like, now I know like the work of the mother is that inner safety to create that outer safety and those strong boundaries and keeping everyone safe, you know? Um, so I spent a year in the underworld, um, just in the emptiness and the darkness of my, you know, everyone thinks of pregnancy, like, and we're culturized to just be like, congratulations. But like, what if the context is incredibly dark and scary, you know? Um, and that was mine. And, uh, it was, a, it was a deep, deep underworld journey. And, um, I remember that I, at one point I was like, okay, so the money's almost gone. And I guess I'm never going to be a spiritual teacher again. And I need to really think about, you know, um, what I'm going to do. Um, and, and then it was almost like I was sitting in the dark and there was like a, suddenly there was like a potter's wheel or something in my hands, you know? And I was like, but I'm forming something down here. Like there's rich medicine down here for me and I want to stay down here. I don't want to, as Maureen Murdoch, who wrote the heroine's journey, abort this rebirth. Something deep is happening. Like if I could just hang on a little fucking longer down here, you know, and stay with it, stay with it, stay with me, um, you know, follow this red thread that uh, like a splunking rope through the dark, you know, um, and at that, and, and I, and so I held on to this thing and it was becoming, the, you know, um, at first it started out as the teachings of Anana because I was down there with Ereshkigal, her severed sister, as you know, yeah. you're nodding in agreement. Um, and, um, and that would lead to the mother work, but I, Anana gave me the tools for the mother work of rebirthing oneself um, and becoming one's own mother. But I had to put that all together down by myself. And I, I don't know if I'd ever, you know, the, you know, there's some people that um, have a golden cage so that they never or they always have like financially some support. So they never quite hit the, you know, they never have to learn how to survive on their own and bless yeah. them. That's your own pain. That's a, a whole nother pain, you right. know? Yeah. Um, but I was, I had a baby and there was, when the ground fell out, it, there was nothing to catch us. So I remember the last day of my underworld journey, uh, I'd gone to the grocery store. I thought I had $30. Um, hadn't worked in a year. I thought I had $30 and turns out I had 17 or something. So half of the stuff, um, I'm there holding a baby and, and they're like the card declines yeah. and there's a long line of, and I live on an Island, Martha's Vineyard where all the rich summer people and there's like a long line of people like that. I have to like, you know, turn around and put stuff back. And I, I got in the car shaking and called my uh, sister and was like, can I borrow more money? And I've been doing that for a long time. And, and then she kind of emergency called my aunt and my aunt called me and was like, you need to go on welfare. This is, this is it. And I was, and I, I, I said yes, because I was still a pleaser and placating everyone. But my, there was a roar on the inside. No. And I listened to the roar in that parking lot and it said, you have gold within it's time to give it it's time to offer it and that day i you know on like crappy little squarespace site just was like here's what i have and here's you know a pithy amount to offer i don't know like i've been talking about the matchstick girl a lot like yeah. here's the fire my fire for a penny here's yeah you know, my cre entire creative psyche like all the alchemized lessons of my pain for a penny, you know, but I still, it would like the, the, all of a sudden the people start buying it because it looks like nothing. And that's the gift of the underworld. What heals you will be so incredibly different. If you stay down there, like it will right. be so unique to your own soul. If you're not above looking at everybody else and even like competing or, you know, just comparing, you're just down there in the dark for a year. I'm like, you know, looks like on the on surface, it looks like you're gone. But inside, you're on this incredible journey uh, to retrieve these buried parts of yourself. So, so all of a sudden, I have rent. I have, you know, enough to actually buy a full load of groceries, and not just that, just the day of the day of food, day of food. And uh, that's where it began. And then I was like, "But I'm not ready. I'm not ready to teach this. I'm still learning it." And then, you know, Nana was like 
you learn my teaching, you know? And so I was like, ah, and I started, but I, I was still deeply in wounded maiden, but I'm starting to, and that's, you know, the maiden talks that the mother walks it, but I'm still just talking it. But what, how, you know, the fire of alignment is you better fucking walk this now that you're talking it. So I was just in yeah. it. And then I was like, I'm a deeply unmothered person. We are a deeply unmothered culture. We have been severed from the mother earth. We have been severed from the great goddess. And most of us, as Maureen talks about in the heroine's journey, turned our backs on the feminine in our house and in the culture to survive in the toxic masculine culture. So we have all this repair to do. And that is culturally men and women, the the great wound, the mother wound, right? And suddenly I had something. I I have like full body chills right now. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. The that description of the underworld like is so, you know, because you hear it a lot, like we have to go through these deaths and we go through these deaths and you know, and I work with it and what 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 does this mean? You know, like what and I and I think you have to just be down there without looking, without looking. And I think it's so important, you know, how do you, it's so hard to access you when you, when there's so much else to access and the gift of actually walking alone. It's like, at some point we have to walk alone. We have to, and there's, you know, and wait, Tammy, going to push back on that. We got We get to, yeah, you're right, 100%. <laughs> At some point, we get to choose that it's more worth it to walk alone and letting go of, and, and I love what you said, you know, I was wounded maiden, you know, sort of serving as mother. And um, and I think all of this, I have to wait till I'm ready. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, like this, this perfectionism. And also, and I think too, I do a lot of inner child work and, you know, the wounded maiden and the mother, I really believe fundamentally want the same things. It's the route of getting there that is so mm-hmm. different. Oh, like, yeah. Like both want safety, right? Both want, both want that loving, nurturing, you know, both want ultimately safety, this expression. But the route is so different. And then they it kind of is like, you know, I talk about this victim consciousness where it's like, how do we revere the wounded maiden to bring alive the mother so that she's not bad? She can just go be a kid again and go do her thing so that we can be. But ultimately, they want the same thing. You're I mean. And this is to credit the last man that that the man that I was talking about at the beginning. It really he introduced me to attachment theory. And I was like, where the fuck has this been? Because that's what I've been trying to do. In an archetypal sense, you know, like it literally never fucking knew. And he's like, you didn't know you're anxiously attached and you're insecurely attached. And I'm like, nope, but it's why nothing has ever worked. No relationship has ever worked, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I was getting on the call yesterday and my assistant's been really sick and I, I, I have this Wednesday call and there's about 85 women and they're all live Uh and they're looking at me and I usually my secure base attachment theory is my assistant she goes she gets on she looks at me like the cherishing mother and she's like you got this and I'm I'm like I can do it she wasn't there yesterday and so I start I got on and I was like hey guys you know and then I was like okay let's create the secure base let's go deep into the cherishing mother and I do that for my I always do that for myself and and when people meet me they're like oh my god your mother wound is so big like when they hear my real story and they see like my abandonment stuff and I'm like why do you think I have to talk about this every single day it is that I so I can remember every day so I can go to the spiritual gym and work that mother muscle because it atrophies. And then I go into abandonment and rejection and terror and reaction, you know, and this, if I don't talk about this every day. Yeah. I I think that's why I talk about what I talk about every day. It's like, what's your biggest gaping wound? Let me just keep talking about it to heal it. Right. The more I go under and then each time I come up, it's like, Oh, I'm going to talk about this now because now I have this. And, and I, what a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I think a mother, a mother that needs a mother mm-hmm. like this mother and how we, we don't have to walk alone, even on the journey of being mother. Right. I, I get to be mother too. I get to be held too. I don't have to hold it all anymore. That's why I created my um, teacher training program because yeah, you know that quote around like there needs to be a place where warriors can cry too, or what yeah. do you know that I'm talking about? Yeah. So before they go back in, back out and and 
I just kept wanting that queen council so much where we could rest on each other's velvet laps and, you know, and stroke each other's hair and cry and then, and then go back out, you know, and, and it really became that, um, where I didn't have to be some, you know, figurehead, which is like so patriarchal, like bow to me. I know everything. I know, I know what I know. And then I know it, don't know a ton of fucking shit. You know, so it's like, let me and and I, I was like, when you come into this coven, you know, I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to be very real for you. And like that, that's triggering for some people and very isolating and lonely for me that people come into my life. And, ex, you know, especially people I've really helped virtually. And then they see behind the curtain and they're like, you're human. Bye. You know, <laughs> I was like, stop. So when the women came in. They were like, yeah, we want to hold you. We want to sit with you, you know, and it's been so healing yeah. to be in a circle. Yeah. yeah. In a society that's still when we, it's easy to be digestible and consumable and for people to take in our culture. Right. You know, and, but when I show my human, nah, yeah, no, I'm not here for you anymore. Oh, and it, yeah. and we need yeah. people to hold us there. Yes. There's virtue in holding it alone. We get to do that. And also we need spaces for our human to be seen. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. And so thank you for sharing that whole, I just, I'm still like, wow, just listening to the description of that and, you know, and, and then stepping into the mother energy, you know, mm -hmm. what is that energy like in your life? And how does this, how has this shifted for you? How, how you tend to self, how you tend to world? Sure. Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, bless, my, bless my biological mother and bless them the mothers before us who did not have the tools that we have access to, you know, that were so yeah. patriarchally programmed that they, a lot of them did become the death mother, you know. Um, and so where it started was what did I need that I didn't have, you know. Yes. Um, and that's where it started. And then I formed an inner mother based on what I needed, didn't have, and my wounded maiden still needs. And then that woman became that that model, that inner model became this is who I needed when, that I didn't have. This is who I need, my life needs me to be in order to work. And this is who the world needs me to be, you know? So that model, and then there was like beautiful things about my mother too. It's not like there were beautiful things I could keep in that model, but there was a lot that she couldn't do that mm -hmm. I added to that model. Um, and then there was also the, there's, there's that inner mother. And then when you're talking about the mother needs to be mothered, um, even the inner mother needs the energy of the great mother, which is like the great goddess, the primordial creatrix, which is this like absolutely unwavering, unconditional, strong, grounded, serene, wise, compassionate guide, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's like, there's two different models for me, but that great mother for me through the work of Marion Woodman contains the, her voices of the cherishing mother. So that's also the voice of my inner mother. It's just absolute cherishment, but, but actually it's kind of funny cause I've been really getting to know my inner mother more through the breakup because I was like, I know what my maiden would do right now, which is like, yeah burn some shit down, you know? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> you were nodding like you already knew. You're like, I know what your maiden would do. I see you. So there were like five days when I really was like, like I had to sit on my hands, you know, because the maiden was like, let me at it. Let me at it. And I was like, no, I'm waiting for the mother. I'm waiting for the mother. I'm waiting for the mother. Yeah. One morning I woke up and, she, and the mother was like, I'm ready to speak now. Cause she's fucking slow, man. Right. She's responsive and slow. Right. And then she's like, hello. <laughs> I've decided there's nothing here for me now. And I wish you all the best and thank you for our journey together. And here's what I learned and goodbye. And I was like, oh my God. 
So, yeah, I mean, but when I checked in with my inner mother for days, she was, I was like, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And she was like, nothing. Everything's fine. It's good. Don't do anything. And I was like, we don't react. We don't burn it all down. No, it's cool, man. Like, she's really cool. Yeah. And that is the work. My work is actually bringing the inner to the outer, inner to outer, inner to outer. And it really works when you, and it takes, I mean, like I've been doing this work for four and a half years and it took that, it took four and a half years, you know, to like in the times of crisis and crunch and crucible to wait for her. Yeah. And I, and I think the slow, like there's so much in slow and we so often miss it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to- I'm totally guilty, right? Like I, I want to know this thing so bad that mm-hmm. I stop waiting or that I urgently respond or that I need, I need, I need, because it's, it's actually in the transition, the waiting space that it all happens. Yeah. We're so, you know, we were talking about this in my group last night, we're transitioning from winter to spring. Who's already jumping out of the winter seat without closing the space, like without closing the transition. And that's it, learning to sit in the spaces and becoming slow so that we can hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say in our group uh, to, to, not, to not rush, to no rush is to nourish, right? And to- Ooh, self- I love that. Yeah, so it's like, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like when you leave the underworld, you close the door and honor what burned through you and what you learned and you embody that. You don't just rush out of the fucking underworld. Right. Or else you're back in it, you know, <laughs> you like ceremonial close the doors, honor that deep time and move forward with that embody that same with winter to spring. Yeah, like we're on this. It's almost like we're running at full speed with this ball and chain because it's just going to pull us right back down every time we run from the thing, you know, and, and you said it before, like if I could just stay here, if I could just stay here and follow the string, it's mm-hmm. coming, it's going to happen. And that's you know, and that in the staying that it doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't, no, most I don't of the want time to it feels bad. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, hey, I'm so great down here. And then you have like all the external influence, like you should be on, you should be responsive, you, oh, should, be fine. So you should be happy. And it's so toxic. It's like, just be happy, blah, blah, blah. like don't be too much. All of, all of the internalized, I guess, wounded maiden messaging the, and we're battling that also down there, you know, I'll, I should be, I should be, but it's like, just, just keep following, just keep following, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I say that, you know, the, the natural body's pace, the natural rhythm and of the seasons versus the patriarchal pace, you know? And so we really have to hold the line and stay with our natural pace and stay with this, you know, the, the seasonal pace as well. Um, but, but it's interesting. And then there's times when you need that stick of dynamite to get out of the underworld. So that's what uh-huh. I was saying. That, that welfare call of like, you should go on welfare was the stick. Yeah. You know, lit, it, 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 it lit me out of there, you know, because I was like, because I would have waited till I was ready. Do you know what I mean? Which is yeah. like, oh, yeah. So sometimes, and it's like so nuanced, like some, you know, but it's like you also don't want to overcook down there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to know when you're ripe and ready. Like when that, that internal timer is like, ding, okay. Leave the dark oven and like when you're done, when you're done. (laughs) Yeah. You're done. You don't want to burn down there. Yeah. The (laughs) done feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was powerful. I like how you brought that back in. Cause it's, it's so true. We could get so used to staying and helpless Uh and, and sort of powerless. And because that was how we survived that, that was how we survived. So many people do die down there in their lifetimes. Yeah. 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 I love that you brought that back. How do I know when I'm done? What does that feel like? Yeah. And sometimes it takes an outside source of like, Uh, you know, you're, you know, you're going to get evicted or you're going (laughs) to like, if you don't begin to offer the fruits, the elixir, you know, right. which is the, the her, like, hero's journey, not heroines, but the elixir that healed you to right. heal others. So yeah. I'm, you know, I've, I hope when my, because the story's in the book and I really hope my aunt understands how grateful I was for that call, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The Ooh, call those... in the metaphorical sense as well. Like it's right. your calling. These moments in our lives, right? That And they're so <clears throat> big and profound and the choices where we have to, to go to, to go on the new pathway. And I call these new because I'm such a brain person because that's sure. just how I was like to follow yeah. like the new pathway opening or to go back. 
Like I get to choose, do I get to choose a different path? That's just where I'm being led or go backwards all the time. We have these choices all the time and we don't see them so much because we're, we're so blinded by the safety, the safety, the, the false, the false sense of, of safety and yeah. Very false. Yeah. And, you know, actually we're in a time where I really feel like the bridge is falling behind us anyway. So like, actually we can't even like everyone who's waited for things to go back to normal or hopefully realizing that that is not an option anymore. So the forward, yeah. The, I mean, it's a slow awakening for a lot of people, but I believe it's happening. Yeah. And what like, and what a collective grief too for, and, you know, and I think just seeing you, you can't be awakened into, it's like, you can't be initiated into an initiation until you're ready kind of thing. And you just seeing this collective, like fighting this collective grief around this, like these initiations that we're being back into. And you, it's almost like there, there does have to be some kind of readiness, you know, you can't yeah. like, Hey, you're initiated. And now this is going to happen, you know, and, and you're feeling it. We're collectively feeling it. It's falling apart. Yeah. What a crazy yeah. time to be alive. I know what a gift that it'll be living through history right now. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud of every, like every time people show up in my class, I'm like, I'm proud that you exist. I am proud of you for choosing this, your souls for choosing this time. I am proud of your current human for still hanging in there. I'm proud you got up today. I'm proud you brushed your teeth. (laughs) I know. know? I know. And, and we need to be celebrating these things all yeah. the time now because Brushing life is not is a win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a shower is a win. Getting it outside is. is a win. Drinking water is a win. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and these are always wins and we undervalue them. And, and one thing I've loved is that actually I've, I loved watching these raw human sides of people that I was never able to access. That's like, yeah. wow, I love this. I love this. You know? I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me as like somebody who's like, you know, I have deep social anxiety. I'm recovering from just like that just general sense of unworthiness and like abandonment. And so I never really practiced intimacy. It was yeah. too scary for me. And my friend Dana has like, I'm in this, so I, I've been practicing, I've been, I called in like a few friends to practice like deep, mature feminine relationships where we just, it's, it's, you take out the sex of a romantic relationship and it's very much the same, like holding each other fire and staying consistent and being open and yeah. growth, you know, and she's like, she calls me every morning, you know, and like, and like, if I'm not, and, and it's like, for me, it's like the consistency, the secure base, like we can do that in our feminine friendships too, in our relations. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm in that, like, I was in a place where I was in so much pain that I just was avoiding her because I am used to, as this 10 years of being a spiritual teacher, if people see my pain, they just, just, just reject me, you know, like, how come she's not using every single tool and being perfect and, or whatever goes on, you know? And so um, yeah. I remember she just like kept calling through that pain. And then I was like, can I show her my gore? And she didn't leave. And like, you know, it's been so healing for me, but yeah, I mean, I just had a call with my friend Sora um, and, you know, we were talking about how my, my mental health just fell apart this, this winter and I couldn't really be there for her in the ways. And she was like, that's okay. You know, it's like, we're all going through it and, and everyone is in their gore and you're right. It's a very sexy time also to be alive when we're all, you know, I mean, there was this terrible pop song a few, five years ago, like see beneath your beautiful. Do you remember that pop song? Yes. See beneath your beautiful. (laughs) And like, now if you listen to this lyrics, they're like really crap about like saving women from burning towers and shit like that. But the idea of we're seeing beneath people's beautiful you know, which is, that's hot. It, it's so sexy. And I, <laughs> you know, and I said, I think I, I said before we started recording, like I, I can't do surface. I can't like, I'm just deep. I I'm going, I'm going there because that's yeah. what lights me I'm up. Venus and Scorpio myself. So like yeah. Yeah, every relationship has to be like dark and like, so, and, yeah. you know? like yeah. oh, show me your gory, you know, yeah. and let me love it, you know? And yeah, but you know, and I, we, we get to have these female relationships. Like my morning, every morning I check in with my best friend. That's what we do on every single morning. And it's evolved this year. And I think, you know, that was a hard journey for me too, intimacy. And, 
what I love is that, wow, there's, there's more, there's more to connect to here for me, because I also, I always felt so isolated in a world where I couldn't go deep because yeah. I just, I wanted your humanity because all of my veils had been ripped. Like I couldn't afford anymore to not go there sure. because I always was on the outside of everything. Yep. Thinking that yeah. I was the problem. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not the problem anymore. <laughs> Yeah, my new hashtag always is not you, it's the culture, you know, yeah, I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I was always like, I would be like, something's wrong with the world. Something's wrong with people. And they'd be like, nothing's wrong with the world. Nothing's wrong with people. Something's wrong with you. And I really took that home yeah. until now when now like the weirdos are like oh, me I'm a fucking weirdo and I yeah. always have been big ass black sheep freak flag you know and now <laughs> it's like everyone's like hey Sarah and I'm like geez my phone is blowing up because they want to talk to someone who's been weird for a long time because they're coming out you know yeah. they can't pretend anymore thank fucking goddess right you know? Yeah. And how do we let our freak flags fly? And, and, and then as you do, it's like all of a sudden your, your freak flag's been flying and now everyone's like, oh, hey, I want this. I want a piece yeah. of you. I want a piece of you, you know? And yeah. that's like energetic boundaries, you know? Yeah. And, but, and, and that's what I was saying. I love the rawness that I'm seeing it, you know? And it's like, wow, there's hope, there's hope. And yeah. it's almost confirmation for those of us that have always felt on the outside, these black sheep that never belong, where we're like, I need depth, I need my heart to be held here, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, this no, it, so validated. It is. I mean, I'm 42. I'm like, it's a little fucking late, but it's here, you know, like, <laughs> to have always been the one on the outside looking in. And suddenly people are like, I get you finally, like, I get what you're saying. There's something wrong here. Like, let's go in. Let's let's say the weird thing. Let's call out the ghost in the room. Let's. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, welcome. You know, because I always say, like, the wounded maiden. She's all. She plays, but she's still playing dress up. She's still playing pretend. And at, and at that place when the false masks start to what, whether they're burning off or you're ripping them off yourself, is is a great is a is a good place to be in. You know, it's like that's where the work is. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think there's, and I, and I know that you speak about this a lot in your work and I, and I love it. And I, you know, it's like being in the other world, embracing all the parts of us, the parts that are not pretty and small and proper and, you know, and, 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 and doing these things to come out into the world and, and, and not, I'm not putting all my effort into putting this with a pink bow and having it look pretty. Right. <laughs> Actually, I was talking and, to my girl um, in the coven yesterday about, um, you know, in this relationship, I really went back into like, I want to be really pretty and perfect. I want to have it all together. Yeah. And then when it was clear it wasn't working. I spent a week unshowered, like eating over the sink, like an animal, like screaming and dancing and being like, I love my ugly. I love my brokenness. I love my imperfections. I love myself in rejection. Like just claiming all that underworld stuff that we suppress, yeah. you know, all the irrational traits of our ugliness and brokenness and rage and lust and grief and all that sorrow. And like, you know, I'd been pushing it down for three months. I didn't know that. So then at the last, you know, when it was like, oh, this isn't working. It like, oh, okay. You know, the way you push anything down, it all came flooding back up. And I was like, yes, my wholeness, my ugliness, my, you know, and like, I'm like any relationship I move forward romantically and like, they have to want my ugliness and my brokenness as badly as I love it, as much as I love it, as much as I claim it. That's my work. Like I'm telling you, like there's a lot for me to look at in that relationship. Like I did that to myself. He never specifically asked me for that, you know? Right. I mean, I could go into, right. Like I, I fully believe we cannot anxiously attach to somebody secure. I don't think attachment style is prescriptive. It's very mm -hmm. responsive. So we can learn, we have to learn through secure people, how to attach securely. That's how we learn because yeah. we get that secure base, you know, and yeah. for us, every time we start doing that thing where it's like, I, I'm noticing, I want to change myself. It's like, yes, it's me, but what's there too what's there and that's it it's like i know that when i get anxious there's unavailability period full stop right well that that was the problem he was yeah. completely fucking unavailable yeah and then all the ways that we like the, the house i want i want to this is what i want to burn right like where i learned that i had to make my broken wrong and my ugly wrong to to 
to make that work when it just didn't work? Why do I keep making things that are a no, a yes? What is that? What is that? What is that? Tammy, do you know? No, what is it? <laughs> I mean, I do know. <laughs> what is it? What is that? So we do that because it's our wound. We're, we're, we tracked we're, what we're trying to do through that essentially is be chosen. Like if I change myself enough in this insidious way, if I make it about me, when we're children, when we are in early stages of childhood development and we're not gifted autonomy and security, because yes. in that stage of like toddler child development, go into the world, come back. What happens is, is that I decide that I am not safe. So I'm egocentric. I am bad. I am not safe. So I, I need to change. And so we're e we're ego based. That's what children. That's how children develop. And so as we relate, as we get older, we become ego based. It's me. It's me. As we're relating to our core wounding, like the core wounding, and where we get to shift is that. Oh no, I'm relating like this because, and I became anxious because of unavailable people, not because I'm fucked. No, no, no. Because you shared so lovingly that you have people in your life now that hold that space and don't even flinch where you could disappear because your mental health is struggling. And they're like, I love you. Welcome back, you know? And so we have the context. So it's developing the trust for that context that, oh, that also exists in partnership. There's people that can do that. It's not me. And now I know that's a red flag for me. When I start feeling like that, I'm out. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden I was back, I was 11, I was, yeah. I was here at three where my, I mean, I saw I was at three months where my mom dropped me off at my grandmother's and kept my twin. So I'm like immediately at three months old. I remember going, what do I have to do to be loved? And what's wrong with me? Three fucking months old sitting in my grandmother's just in a diaper on her floor. No one paying attention to me there, you know, like, okay, what did I do wrong? What do I have to do? Who do I have to be? to yeah. be loved. And then my dad leaving at 11, sobbing on a floor being like, when's he coming back? He chose another family. So I keep, I, so with this last guy, it's like, when's he coming back? What do I have to do? And it just, the, the program ran so hard. I couldn't get back. I couldn't get out of it. Right. You know, and I was doing that until he, the dad left again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what happens because the trauma yeah. path, like the pathway, yeah. it's so wired. And how many years have we been turning on this pathway? In, in so, fucking years. <laughs> right. In all of these insidious ways. I mean, the gift is that the brain moves a lot quicker. So as you turn it off, it happens way quicker than it's not going to take 42 years. Right? Yeah. Like, right. And clearly it's not. You're developing this elsewhere. You have so much beautiful evidence, but it's like, yeah. Oh my God, this makes so much sense. This little three-year-old in diapers and this 11-year-old, I, I get to mother her now. And that's the gift of the work is that I don't have to keep doing this mm -hmm. because I don't have to believe that anymore, but that's what you learned. Yeah. And so it's so rooted. Oof, I just want to like hug these little parts of you. <laughs> just, that's Thank you. Yeah. And it like was with my dad finding another family was like, he actually was fine. This man was finding other women. Um, and it's just like, so the, it all happened again. You know, I, I wasn't chosen, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you know, we don't have to make them choose. That's the gift. It's like, they're showing me, they're showing me that they won't. And then I get to choose. I get to choose. I get to choose. And I did. I did. So actually. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank him for all that. You know, I'm not like, I learned so much. That's like, really, when my mother like let, sent that voicemail, it was like, and, I, and thank you. And she meant it. She did. You know, I do. Yeah. Maiden wouldn't have said that. No. Maiden would have been like a Burn tirade you. of fuck you. <laughs> but we got a letter sometimes appropriate oh, to the she wall. Did for, <laughs> she did it for a week. <laughs> She just didn't let him know because he didn't even deserve that pain. You know, no. he wasn't available to hear it. Yeah, I have this visual. You guys can't see Sarah, but every time the mother's talking, she's picking up her cell phone <laughs> and, and talking to her. And I have this visual of your mother just watching you like, let it out. Let it out. I'm, I'm coming. Oh. I'm coming. Like, just, she's holding you there. Like, get the anger out. You know, I'm here. Oh, I'd go down. So I do all in the mother work. We go down and we visit our maiden. We sit with her. We've created this beautiful childhood bedroom inside. And, you know. But when I went down there last week, she was kicking walls and punching. And I was just like holding space. Like, yeah, baby, let it out, baby. <laughs> you 
know, she had like the Pearl Jam up till 11. She was fucking punching walls. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, screaming into pillows. And I was like, definitely, that's so fucking valid right now. Yeah. Oh, and do I know it? Yeah. When you're done, we'll send a message. Yeah. Right. We don't have to sit there. We don't have to sit there forever. No, we got it because we got it out. Right. We don't hold it forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which she wasn't allowed to be angry, of course. Yeah. Except what a reclamation. My mother just died. You're not allowed to feel, you know, is that's when I started taking um, sedatives instead of feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was encouraged. <sighs> this culture of ours. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a gift, what a gift to, to find the new path and to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I get yeah. to feel all of this because then I get to remember love. Yeah. And that I am love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new language. Like, cause most of us, I, you know, I, I remember it was like started reading like bell hooks, like all about love and communion <laughs> and, and that most of us, what we called love was actually abuse in our households, you know? Um, and so really I'm learning a lost language that unfortunately blessed my parents didn't, they didn't know how to speak or to live, you know? Yeah. So even I think this last man, like I, I got even closer to love and, you know, I still love him. It's not like, I, you know, I stopped just, and I don't want to not feel love for him. Love feels so good. Right. So, yeah. Right. I, I love Bell. I love all about love. I read that book. It's like I read it over and over. It, it bro it shattered my world. At, your world won't be the same after. No. There's a before and an after. She has inspired so much of how I do inner child work now, reteaching love, all of the things. Like that book just I remember I just cracked, cracked open. Like it was a whole journey down there. You feel how much she loves you when you read it. Right, yeah. like sitting with the most loving, loving person, telling you, like reprogramming you with like the most gentle touch. It's amazing. Yeah, and think about the unsafety that we've taught that we've been taught as love, like the lack of consistency, the manipulation. That this is where we are seeking safety, and it's so un. We want, you know, it's so unsafe. The overgiving, the over kindness, the out of aligned kindness, the lack of boundaries. Yeah. Like no wonder all of us are running around like scared children. Like what is this? We need structure. We need order. We need boundaries. We need care. We need truth. You know. That was the thing I was giving to him when he had stopped giving to me. And I just, and yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to be loving, but I had already abandoned myself, you know? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. The work never ends, especially in the mother work. Cause I'm like, okay. So I'm like healing my feminine friendships and I'm healing my money wound and I'm healing how I show up in mature leadership. And then it's like, boop, now you got to deal with this. <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, shit, I'm a fucking wounded maiden in love. That's cool. I want to be really transparent with everybody I work with. Like, there's a petal that's still very withered in my bloomed open rose. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. the petal I'm on right now. The importance of showing your humanity, which then takes you off the pedestal and gives others permission because we lose. We lose you. Yeah. And as soon as people start treating you thinking that oh sorry as soon as people start thinking that you're different they treat you different and right. that's so painful so yeah i just try to show my stumbles as much as i as as authentically as i can yeah you know, no one is served by perfection no one no. and then we lie and, and like I, for me i was never honest with healers because i never saw their heart or their human and so i'm with you like I want you to know that I'm just as human and I'm, I'm still struggling too. I'm still, I'm still learning forever. To give to people. I struggle too. I'm still learning. Beginner's yeah. mindset. Yeah. I have, I know. And I say like, for me, like a big part of coming to maturity, I remember talking to Elizabeth Dialto about this was to know my, to know where I'm at the help and know where I need help. You know? Yeah. Can you say that again? Because it's so potent. Part yeah. of my maturity journey is to know where I am the help and know where I need help and, and to both. ask for that. And yes. it, I did that with my publisher. This book has been a fucking journey for all of us. And um, the last editorial letter they sent like was 
like, can you basically rewrite this in a month? And I was, and I, I got on the phone with them. I love them like crazy, but I still thought, and I, and I said, I'm not superwoman and I cannot. So now that I say no, now what? Now that I say I need help and they're like, we can help you. You know, it takes a mother loving village, everything these days. We're all being forced back into the village. The isolation is impossible. We cannot do it alone and we don't have to. And like, I don't want to. And I said, no, I need help. And they're like, we can do that, you know, because the old me would say, okay. And guess what? Either I would have died or like the book would have sucked. But like now everyone is served because I asked for help. It's a gift to ask for help to the other person. Like, cause now they're going to get a really good book. Cause they hired a really rad editor. Right. Really fucking rad. Yeah. Who loves the work. Now she gets to revel in it for the next month. <laughs> right. We need help. We all need help. By the way, don't ever try to write a book by yourself. Everyone <laughs> out there. Don't do it. Your ego wants to think you can do it. I don't think anyone's ever done that. Go in with a, with a, with a co-writer, go in with an editor, go never do that to yourself. Sarah, 20, like 10 years ago, if you're listening, <laughs> don't do it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to read it whenever it comes out into the world. And also just what an amazing thing. Like what, what, a, you know, I, I have always thought about it and I'm like, okay, I, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, you know, but what an amazing thing to it's a gift. It's a gift to give her what she's good at. It's a gift to ask for help. It's a gift. So to smart too. Like I, my, where I'm the help, where I'm the help is my creativity, my channeling, where I need help is structure and organization. And she's fucking brilliant. The feminine and the masculine. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We need the dance. Yeah. yeah. Now I get to be in this like co-creative kind of like, you know, sexually creative experience <laughs> with her. I and love it the polarity and then birth the archetypal child you know the creative child so um, yeah the vulnerability and surrendering this is where i am i love the feminine shit you can structure with the masculine and then now we're a beautiful team yeah yeah and you know and all it comes back to tantra which is now like my lens yeah 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 i love it um you said something you're like at 42 i'm still learning these things and you know I think about this. I turned 35 this month. You're a man. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love getting older. I love it. Yeah. One of the reasons why and why I circled back to this and age is because I feel like there's just things that happen as you get older that can't happen sooner. Mm -hmm. yeah, because with, with elder, like with growing older comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And we're on this hamster wheel of, I need to know it all right now. I need to know it all right now, right? But we're like trying to rush our aging also. We're trying to rush like the life that's living. Yeah. And so I wanted to come back, you know, it's like, we I don't know where we learned that we were supposed to have this all done, have this all figured out, have this all that we're trying to steal wisdom that we haven't lived through yet, in a sense, like we're trying to jump ahead when we're still here. Yeah. Are you asking me that question? It's a question that ended with a period because I was trying to figure out what the question was and there it is. I can put it into a question format, but I'd love to hear the response to that. Yet this whole time, you know, you don't rush the underworld. You can't rush rebirth. You know, um, I was talking to the girls yesterday about rebirth and what Marion, uh, sorry, I use like all my people and their names kind of, um, Maureen Murdoch talks about like, you know, first the woman dies to the old life. Like first she releases it first. She lets go. And then it's not like, and here's the new life. She goes, and then she waits, you know? And so we're back to that, 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 you know, tantrically, like the, the, the mystery is, um, the mystery is the, is erotic. It is blissful. It is ecstatic to be in that darkness and that unknown, which we're all in right now, you know? And yeah. so the, the sensuality of that slowness, now you're just talking about patriarchal pace. You're talking about instant gratification. You're talking about Amazon prime. You're talking about drive-through food, you know, it's like, um, yeah. You know, the mother teaches us, if you look at anything in nature and in, in the this the summer of like what maturity a mature woman is, the mature feminine is like 
open and ripe and juicy and wet, you know, and it's like, that's all slow, you know? Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it's just a return from, you know, I say from like anxious to ancient is like that slowness, that depth, you know? So you're talking about a very toxic masculine way of wanting to just get and to know and to tame and to name the mystery instead of be it. Yeah. And this notion we're so death phobic and grief phobic, you know, and I, you know, I have women I work with who are in their sixties and it's always, I can't believe I'm learning this now. And I always say, you know, life is long actually. Like, I mean, given that you get the gift to live into your eighties or your late, like life is long. And however, like what a actually, what a gift to learn this now, right? What a reclamation when at the stage of life where, and you speak to this a lot, where like, we're then erased, where women become erased because they're out of there, but to actually come alive. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Maturity looks ripe yeah. and wet and, and open. And we're taught them toxic masculine is like, no, disappear. And it's like, no, we're just coming alive now. Literally. Yeah. And honor, like really honoring that, that, that comes with age. It comes with aging in many ways. I call midlife the arrival. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a time of becoming and now we've become and now the, the real life can begin. Yeah. Like how much, how many, how many, most of my life, you know, I was sleeping, you know, and even now I, I'm, I'm waking up, I'm, you know, and, and it's like, oh my God, every year it's like, whoa, yes, more. Yes. You know, I love year. it. You know, I choose this messy house. I choose my tantrumy kid. I choose my shitty, shitty cat. I choose. <laughs> I'm a yes. I mean, yes. I I choose this because I did choose. I did choose that. You know. Right. So like, I'm a I'm a yes to this like mild hangover right now. I'm a I'm a yes. Right. <laughs> what's the alternative? Suffering. Resisting right. suffering. Yeah. Choosing your life. Yeah. Choosing your life. Taking it in your loving mother arms and loving it, claiming it, cherishing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I always end the, the episodes with asking the question, what are you done apologizing for? Because the show is called done apologizing. My greatness, hmm. my gifts. Yeah. Yeah. My, my candor, you know, I say the thing. Yeah. It's a gift. Thank you for sharing it with us and the world. It really is a gift. Thank you. You're a gift. Thank this, you. Yeah. My new thing now is like to be like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But I, and I say that to myself, like I wouldn't be one of, I wouldn't want to be talking to anyone but Tanya right now. I wouldn't want to be doing anything but this. And then that's how I get my full ass in, you know? <laughs> I love, I love that so much. My, my full ass in. <laughs> I choose this a hundred percent. And yeah. I do. When it's so hard to be present, it's been so hard to be present, you know, choosing it 100%, every single thing shifts the energy. Mary Thank you for sharing that. The greatest gift of the mature feminine is presence, just total presence. With what else do we have? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I loved every second of this. <laughs> Me too. I learned a lot. I love to keep going about attachment. You're so smart about that. Me too. Anytime. I'd be happy to. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in to the Dawn Apologizing podcast. If this is like a fuck yes, I need this in my life, in the life of my people, I just invite you to like, comment, subscribe share anything that you do to engage with the show really supports the growth the development and the reach to get this available to more people to really expand this work into the world another way that you can support this show is through donation via the link if you have at this time thank you so much for your generous contribution if you do not i am still so grateful that you are on this journey this is such an exciting thing for me to be now putting out into the world. More ways that you can stay connected with me is through my community on Instagram at Tammy Sassone underscore. You can visit my website, TammySassone.com for all of the latest updates on workshops, program launches, all of my offerings are housed there. 
I'm consistently uploading the resources, so that's another way to stay engaged with my work. Lastly, you can always email me at Tammy at TammySason.com for any ahas, new insights, anything that's moving. I will fully own just to have grace for myself that I get a ton of outreach and it is not always possible for me to answer every email, but I want you to know that I do take the time to read and I am so grateful for each and every one of you that chooses to reach out and share your story with me. It really makes me feel less alone. Thank you again so much for being here. And as always, take really good care.